This is the Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Your word is sharper than any two-edged sword. And it cuts deep into my heart. The Word to Stand On for Life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the Word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the show. It's Thursday. You know that means it's a date day edition of the program. Everybody's favorite day. And by the way, that always makes me feel a little like, why isn't Paula there every day? Uh, because Paula uh, doesn't need to be here every day. <laughs> yeah, she does not need to be here every day. No. Hey, well, thanks for tuning in. This is The Word to Stand Up for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And as you know, we're here at 4 o'clock every day to take care of questions that you might have, uh, take your phone calls, questions about the Bible, questions about our faith, um, anything that's going on in your life, all you have to do is call us. You can dial 210-340-9585. That's 340-9585. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, and we've got listeners all over the state of Texas, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. That's six three zero five seven five seven. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com or you can use our free Calvary Chapel of San Antonio mobile app. If you are driving in your car, the safest way to call is to use the free KSLR mobile app. Uh, just hit the call now banner at the top of the screen. You'll be connected directly to our studio producer. Three four zero ninety five eighty five is our main number. Paula, welcome to the program. Thank you, sweetie. We've had a, a busy day. Mm-hmm. It's been fun, but busy. Mm. Got yeah. to meet some neat people. We surely did, and and I was I almost started crying at breakfast because you know we always pray, Lord, what about me? What about today? And um, I met. Uh, we went into our our regular breakfast place, and they sat us down next to some people I've never ever seen, and and a, a sweet little lady was sitting there. And, um, she didn't say much, but I just looked at her and I just said... She was looking at us. She was looking at us. Pretty much the whole time, so... Yeah, she was looking at us. And um, I just reached over and said, so what's your name? And I probably shouldn't say her name on the radio because, you know, we didn't ask her permission. But um, she told me and, and her son was sitting across from her and uh, she had a, a walker, kind of wheelchair thing there and... Um, then we all got our food, and then a little later, I said, you know, he, the son said, uh, she's going to have surgery after we introduce ourselves and all that kind of stuff. She's going to have surgery, and of course, she's, you got up and told her in her ear, you know, we will be praying for you because her surgery is Tuesday, hip surgery on Tuesday. And um, so we sat down again, and we're eating our breakfast, and when they got ready to leave, she gets up, and she comes to hug me. <laughs> and then she was going to hug me, and I just got, I stood up, 
and we hugged, and I was able to pray for her. She just hugged me all the more. It was just such a beautiful time. And what a witness that is in, in the restaurant. You know, um, um, you're sitting there hugging her, and people can tell that you're praying in her in her ear, mm-hmm. and uh, just and and of course the son was a sweet kid. He's mm-hmm. he's the youngest son. Really proud to be taking care of his mom. Yes. And uh, we got to talk to him, and mm-hmm. it's just the way the Lord works. Oh, you know what I just thought of? I gave them my last Calvary Chapel San Antonio card, and when I went home, I meant to put some more in my purse, and I forgot Pastor Ron. Man, <laughs> and it's not going to get any better. But see, that's what happens. The, the Lord opens doors. Mm-hmm. If, if you're available to him all day, every day, wherever it is that you go, then... Um, He's going to be available. He, he's going to. He's going to. There's going to be divine appointments mm-hmm. and stuff. And you just never know. And and the the son, you know, he was just a sweetheart. He says, "I'm the baby of my of my the siblings, and I'm taking care of mom." And they had just come from the doctor's office. And as they came out, the mo- his mom said, "I'm kind of hungry now." <laughs> <laughs> so he knew right where to take her. So that was just a sweet, sweet appointment. Yeah. It was good, and then later, we're, we're, Paul, Paul and I are buying a new house, and uh, we're looking at some a few pieces of furniture that we don't have, and so we've been looking and kind of, not stressing out, but it's, uh, you know, shopping is irritating, and uh, and we made our way over to uh, a, a furniture store on I-10, Lewis Shanks, mm-hmm. and and um, we ran into a really nice guy, his name was Colin over there. And Conlin. He, Conlin. Colin, I said, but it's Conlin. Conlin. Mm-hmm. I can't see the yeah, furniture. But Conlin, uh, and, and he just made the, the experience so pleasant, yeah. and it just really was really a nice thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know who else I, I kind of fell in love with? Fernando. Oh, yeah. Fernando. We, uh, we couldn't tell the color of the furniture that we are looking at, and so for, uh, Conlin asked Fernando if he could get it to a place where there would be better lighting. Oh, no problem. And Con, I mean, Fernando's from Mexico, and he's just so thankful, and I probably shouldn't have said his name on the radio either, but he was so helpful and so uh, thankful. Just sweet, sweet, sweet man. So we really had a, a nice time there, and we will definitely yeah. go back. And you know, for me, Paula, you know, uh, I, before I got saved, I was a businessman, and um, we really cared. My business is about customer service. Yeah. And, you know, I sort of complain all the time. Just customer service is just gone. It's just a lost art. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were really served yes. at, at that place. Yes. It was really, really good. Yes, I, I totally enjoyed it. And, you know, I've forgotten about <coughs> that uh, furniture store because we just don't get to that side of the town anymore as we were looking, where can we go? Where can we, you know? And, again, I, I would, it's worth the trip. You know, it's what about forty minutes for us to get there? Uh, not quite, but but not quite. Yeah, but but it's close. Okay. Yeah, well, but it was just really neat experience. Mm-hmm. It's just sort of like the Lord was with us yeah. the whole way. We try to take Him with us everywhere we go, yeah. and and um, he, he provides opportunities that we get to meet new people all the time. Yeah, it was just really sweet. So, so thank you, Conlon. Thank you, Fernando. That you mm-hmm. went, you went over and above, buddy, mm-hmm. to to help us mm-hmm. out. You didn't need to do what you did, but you did it, and thank you very very much. Yeah. Hey, Paul, I forgot to say at the top of the program, I wanted to apologize for the technical difficulties we had on the program yesterday. We were not live yesterday. We were sitting here ready to go live, uh, but it just didn't um, work out technically. So please forgive us. We don't like to miss a day, and 
and yet we had to do that yesterday, so we'll get it straightened out. And then the other thing I want to mention is uh, tomorrow night we're doing something a little different here at Calvary Chapel. Um, we're, we're finishing our series on marriage, uh, the husbands, the, the roles of the husband and the wife in a marriage. Now, we don't do series, but the idea is we were in Ephesians 5. Um, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Uh, wives, submit to your husbands as unto the Lord. Mm-hmm. And husbands, love your wives the way Christ loved the church. Now, we've been like five weeks in those those verses, and we're going to finish it tomorrow night. Uh, and, and we're going to take some time at the end of the service to do questions and answers. You know, when we do marriage conferences, and we got one coming up in February in mm-hmm. Oklahoma, uh, but when we do marriage conferences, um, we we find one of the most... Uh, productive sessions is uh, we just open the floor and let people ask questions because what we want them to do is take the teaching and 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 what we've been sharing with them we want them to take it home and put into practice mm-hmm. and there's al- always the question well h- how do we do this and uh, you know what about this or what about this so um, I just felt like the Lord was telling me to open up tomorrow night for a little bit so you're going to come up on stage with me at the end <laughs> of the Bible study <laughs> And uh, we'll sort of open up for any and every question. Um, so if you want to join us tomorrow, if you've got some questions about marriage or the roles of the husband or the wife inside the marriage, I think it'd be really, really good time to be there. We've usually got some room on Friday night, so it's not a, an issue in, in terms of crowd. So um, come ahead. We invite you to do it. If not, you can watch it at calvaryessay.com. The Q&A, um, th- those don't do well on, on uh, our live streaming because we don't have the people in the audience mic'd up for questions. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure whether that will be live streamed or not, but, but the final Bible study will. Okay. Okay. Uh, Pastor Ron, as far as the Q&A, sometimes uh, some of those questions are a little bit um, intimate or is it going to be something where they're going to, make up their questions ahead of time and we get to look at them so they're not actually standing up because we don't want any anybody to be embarrassed in any way. How is that going to work? Are you going to just tell them? No. I, think, I think anything and everything's okay. I think we're... Because it, be, it won't be taped. And yeah, this mean. church family. Oh, so okay. We'll, we'll, okay. We'll, just, we'll just do it that way. Okay. I just was wondering. Yeah. Okay, so as I was writing my little scribbles in the night, um, I heard this kind of like if you have any encouragement of being united with Christ. And don't we, you know? And so that's Philippians 2, uh, verses 1. And I'm going to read it out, out of the NIV. The NLT reads it differently. I like, I think I like both, but um, I really do think uh, NIV is what we're used to. But do you want to take a call first? Yeah, let's take a call first, okay. and then you can, you can do that. Let's go to San Antonio on line one. Bruce, thank you for calling. You're on the air. Hi, Papa Ron and Mama Paula. This is Bruce. Hi, Bruce. Hi, Bruce. <laughs> I um, have really been enjoying reading scripture with my wife on most mornings before uh, coming to Malta and uh, enjoying the teaching as it has come about at this time on the, the marriage roles. Natalie and I are uh, somehow slipped into the book of Song of Solomon, mm. and uh, day by day, chapter by chapter, uh, sometimes we just start busting up laughing at some <laughs> of the descriptions of how uh, they're drawn to each other, um, mm-hmm. and, and the, 
if you can elaborate on the cultural aspects of why why those words are so special, uh, but also a more specific question on chapter five, uh, the bride seems to not be able to find her beloved and is searching and cannot be found. And um, how do those things walk through on how the Lord loves upon us and has so much affection that um, it, is it him looking and don't, and we're not paying attention or because um, I, I, I don't think it's uh, implying that we would be looking for the Lord and our beloved is not found because, hey, if we're looking, he can be found. So, so funny. Um, but then other times we get kind of distracted during our Bible reading and uh, <laughs> that's kind of fun too. Uh, so can you expand on the Song of Solomon a little bit and uh, how important that book is to understand? Thank you, Bruce. I can do that. And God bless you for you and Natalie being in the book together. That's that's one of the places, and Paul and I, we, we recommend that a lot because that's a, that's a book, the whole book. I mean, there's a, there's a, it's a literal story. Historically, it's a story, but figuratively, uh, it speaks of us in type of Jesus' passion for us. And uh, I will be teaching out of this uh, book when we go to Oklahoma and do the marriage conference, uh, because I always do in, in this. Uh, it's just one of those things where, where Jesus wants to convince us, first of all, that he's madly, passionately in love with us. And then when we can receive the love of God, then we have that love of God poured out into our hearts. Uh, and then we're able to, to, to give that love to our spouse, and that's exactly what the intent of this book is. So, a literal story: Solomon uh, comes to this uh, 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 farm, this ranch in disguise. Um, he looks around. He falls in love at first sight with this beautiful woman, uh, and and they're just smitten head over heels with one another. And um, but but he's the king, so he's got to go back and be king. Later, he comes back looking like the king. It's a picture of Jesus coming back for his church. But in the meantime, this is such an intimate love story. And it just talks about the, the things that happen in a heart. Uh, I like the cultural references to her beauty. Uh, your breasts are like the twin fawns. Um, those kinds of things. He's checking her out from head to toe and then from toe back up to head. And he's just smitten with her. I mean, he's so smitten with her. He, he tells her things like your, your teeth, each one has its match. Twin. It's twin. Mm -hmm. so, so the idea there is, is in, in a culture that wasn't very modernized in terms of, of dental care, uh, it was unusual to see a woman whose teeth were, were pretty. And he looks at her and he says, you've got it all going. Your hair looks like a flock of goats descending Mount Gilead. And, and Your temples are like pomegranates. Yeah. And, and so that's, that's really something that, that she would have understood and been knocked over by. Mm -hmm. uh, we would say things differently, of course, uh, thousands of years later. But the idea is he loves her, he's smitten with her, and he's not ashamed. And Bruce, before I let Paula loose on chapter 5, because that's what she does, she loves that chapter, um, uh, let me say this, that you pointed out that when you are reading this book together, husbands and wives, you're reading this book together, it's not um, um, easy to remain undistracted. And I think that's one of the uh, intent, uh, intentional effects of this book from the beginning 
and and I think this is something that husbands and wives ought to enjoy together, and I think it's intended to become passionate in the process, so that's a good thing. Paula, why don't you go off on Chapter 5, because I know that's one of your favorites. Actually, Chapter 4 is my favorite, baby. Okay. Four. I do have mm-hmm. an additional uh, supplement. And, 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 and. Go ahead. Um, uh, part of that conversation back and forth, it, it was concerning where there was so much input from others. Mm-hmm. Got the well, he chapter... and the she, and then others pop in there like, "Well, why are why are you comparing me to other ladies?" And and so, kind of, and so I'm I try and stay protective and careful about the others' voice in me and my wife's relationship. That it, it, um, it, it's us, and it's not about others. Yeah, but but the reality is, Bruce, that in in the background of this whole book is a group of friends. Uh, we've got the 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 lover, that's Jesus or Solomon. Mm-hmm. We got the beloved, that's the Shulamite, mm-hmm. um, and and it's his church. Mm-hmm. But we've also got the others in the background. Her brothers, <coughs> her brothers who are mistreating her, her friends. her her friends. But the friends are really important. Because those friends are sources of distraction at times. Mm-hmm. And, and the reality is that everybody worries about what other people think. So this isn't about keeping it secret or, or shutting people out. But this is about not letting those people become a distraction. And the reason I, I said to you, Paula, that okay. Chapter 5 mm-hmm. is so important to you, because when you speak with ladies, mm-hmm. you talk about this thing. And, yeah. and, and I'd like you to do that. You know, this is a woman who is, is, is in love. Um, she's experienced her, her lover, um, but then she fell asleep mm-hmm. and she got some, dis- she there were some distractions. Distracted, yeah. She says, I slept, but my heart was awake. So she's sleeping. Her mind is somewhere else. Her heart's saying, you know, you need to be with the Lord. You need to be with the Lord. Listen, my beloved is knocking and he's saying, open to me, my sister, my darling, my dove, my flawless one. He's, he's ready. But this is what she says. I have taken off my robe. Must have put it on again. I have washed my feet. Must I soil them again? It's like, you know, I already took my shower, I'm in bed, and I'm tired, and here you come now. She's, she hesitates. She's hesitating. And then it goes on to say, my beloved thrust his hand through the latch opening. Then her heart began to pound from She was remembering. And then she finally gets up, and um, she's ready, but now he's not there. And, you know, I, I tell the lady sometimes, you know, we're so tired, and our husbands come home, and, you know, We've taken care of the children, or we've washed the dishes. We've cleaned the whole house, and we're tired now. We don't have time for our husband. And we can get like that even with our Jesus. You know, look, I've been serving you all day, just kind of like the prodigal son who stayed home. I've been serving you all day. I'm done, you know. And and yet, if if one of our friends calls, or if our, our, if our friend calls, I always say this way, Girl, my friend called. She says she has $1,000, but we have to go right now. We have to spend this money, each of us, $500 each, within the hour. Get your pajamas off and let's get some clothes on. We'll be in the car in a New York minute. We'll be picking up our friends, and I say that all the time. But let our husbands come, and sometimes we're just a little bit distracted. And the Lord's saying, don't be distracted from me. In fact, I was going to talk about this. My second thing is... Song of Solomon 2.10, where the Lord says, come away with me. And so he's, he's saying, come away with me. Don't fall out of love with me. As Pastor Ron tells us all the day, all the time, just be with Jesus every day. Remember 
how much he loves us. Remember he has um, redeemed us. Remember how much he loves us so we don't forget to love him back. And we can ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, as Pastor Ron's been saying this for years too, help me to love you more today than I ever have before. Don't let me be distracted by hobbies or friendships or stuff. Let me keep the priorities, the priorities, Jesus, the main thing, the main thing, and then the love, the lover of our life that he's put here on earth for us. So, Natalie, it's all about Jesus and Bruce. Mama Paula, it's all about Jesus and Pastor Ron. <laughs> Don't get distracted. Yeah, and, and in that chapter, Bruce, I, I love the, 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 the friends, the circle of friends, uh, because when, when she's 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 hesitated, mm-hmm. uh, and and Solomon has decided, well, she's not going to be available mm-hmm. uh, to me tonight, um, and then she changes her mind, and it's too late; he's gone. Mm-hmm. Well, then what she does is she immediately goes to her friends, mm-hmm. and she's now she's in the pursuit. She says, uh, "I charge you, if you find my lover, what will you tell him? Mm-hmm. Tell him that I'm faint with love. In other words, help me out." Mm-hmm. And this is where friends can be an advantage. Mm-hmm. And then um, uh, in verse 9 of that chapter, um, the friends would say, well, how is your beloved better than others, most beautiful of women? Mm-hmm. How is your beloved better than others that you charge us mm-hmm. so? And, and then here in, she remembers. And in verse 10, oh, yeah. she starts saying, oh, my lover is radiant and ready. That's a good thing, ready, red, but, yeah. but, but also um, 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 just always in her heart and thought. Mm-hmm. Um, outstanding among 10,000, his head is pierced gold, his mm-hmm. hair is wavy black. You'll recognize him. His eyes are like doves. So now she's really getting into it, and she's talking about him to her friends. Mm-hmm. And often we find situations, especially when things are going tough, Bruce, where the husband or the wife will talk poorly of one another. Mm-hmm. And and this is this is what we're supposed to do. She says, oh, I sent him away. I didn't want to send him away. Mm-hmm. I regret that I did now. And now she's remembering all the reasons why. Yeah, when I get to verse 13, Bruce, this is what I always say. His cheeks are like beds of spice, yielding perfume. It's old spice, yielding <laughs> perfume. His lips are like lilies dripping with myrrh. One of my favorite pictures, and it's on my on my phone cover, it's a picture of, of Ron and those lips. His yeah. arms are rods of gold set with topaz. His body is like polished ivory. He's white, okay. Decorated with lapis lazuli. Here's it. His legs are pillars of marble set on bases <laughs> of gold. He's getting embarrassed right now because usually when I'm saying all this stuff, I'm in the, the thing, the session with just the women only. His mouth is sweetness itself. He is altogether lovely. This is my beloved. This is my best friend. Yeah, so we need to remember why we fell in love with the one we're in love with in the first place. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and on, um, at our, our last teaching on Monday night, Linda said, don't forget. And then Rosalinda said yesterday, Tuesday at the thing, don't take for granted those that the Lord has given us to love. Don't do it. Stay focused. And Bruce, because this is a picture of Jesus in the church, we need to spend some time, especially when we are prone to grumbling or complaining because of circumstances. 
we need to remember Jesus just like that. We need to remember what he did for us. We need to remember how he looks at us. We need, need to remember his holy hunger for each and every one of us. And as we remember that about him, well, then our hearts begin to, to come to life again. And, and the, the whole purpose here is rekindling passion. That, that passion, feelings, emotions can run hot and cold. Yep. But, but we need to remember always in those testy times. We need to remember exactly what it is that he did for us. And um, as you know, Bruce, I say just be with Jesus. When you're with him all the time, then you don't forget that. But, but even in those moments when we sort of lose focus mm-hmm. on Jesus, uh, we can instantly be right back into his presence and then all we have to do is remember, Jesus, you love me so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Bruce. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. I you know, Paula, that. I was um, uh, um, thinking about that when we got, you dropped me off here at the studio. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was thinking about, you know, Lord, we ask you all the time to set d- divine appointments. And you did that for us today. Yeah. We got to talk to people and share with people a little bit, but but more, we just got to love on people. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when you remember that every day he's there yeah. and just waiting to sort of take your hand and walk you through your day, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And the lady at the restaurant, for example, oh. Jesus will, will take her hand and walk her right into the, the, the surgical room yeah. uh, on Tuesday of next week. Yeah. And we just need to remember that about Jesus. He's always there. He's never far from us. I love him so much. That's what I told you. I love Jesus so much because we, same thing you're saying, he gave us an opportunity. Hey, we've got 30 minutes left in the program. 340-9585 or toll free 877-630-KSLR. This is the Date Day edition of the Word to Stand Up for Life. We'll be back in two minutes. Back to the word to stand on for life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the program, 340-9585. Paula, before I turn this over to you, um, you know, something Bruce said in that call is, is really important. Um, when husbands and wives are in the word together, it increases your passion. When husbands and wives pray for one another. Now, this program is not a marriage retreat, mm-hmm. but, but the intimacy grows and the passion grows. And uh, that's what marriage is supposed to be. It's supposed to be a picture of our relationship with Christ. We're not to get used to each other or settle for, for oh, everything's okay. Our life is supposed to grow in passion every single day. We need to love our wives, men, ladies, your husbands more every day. And and when I promise you, when you're in the Word together and when you are praying together, then the physical passion in your relationship is going to increase. And um, I can only speak for the male half of, of the, the marriage team, but that's what we want. Mm-hmm. And, and God does that for you. It's not something you have to work up. God does it for you. <laughs> yes, he does. And again, going back to the furniture place, Conlon helped us out today because, Pastor Ron, how many years have we just had one recliner? 
And today, this, oh. I mean, this, for a while you've been saying, we need to get a two-by-two two kind of thing next to each other. That's because you come and sit right on my lap and stuff. Well, now you get the hint. But, <laughs> but that you want us to both have a little recliner with a little uh, cup holder thing in the middle. So I'm not like over to the side or behind you anymore. You want me just right there next to you? That's romantic, Pastor Rob. <laughs> and we can we can hold hands while we watch TV and, and and stuff like that. So I'm excited. So thank you for your insistence <laughs> on us getting one. But now you're kind of telling me it's because I was sitting on your lap. Get your yeah. old chair. Yeah. No, <laughs> just just I'm trying to breathe here. <laughs> I prayed for more passion, Pastor Ron. <laughs> Come on, man. So that was really, really sweet. So, um, yeah, I'm excited. But I'm going to be right there next to you. I could just look over to the, which side am I going to be on? Well, I'm going to look over to the left, and there you'll be right there. I think when we're done with this house deal, yeah, you probably ought to do one program on moving. <laughs> yeah. And, and, I mean, this is a big deal. It's, 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 We've been in the same house for 23 and a half years. Yeah. And so to be moving, even though it's not that far, it is a big deal. I think we should have moved 10 years ago and every 10 years because I had collected a lot of papers. Well, that's, on, I got that's, like, that's on you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> There's a drawer around that, I, you know, I, kept, I keep pretty good records. I got records of everything we spent from like the first year we were here. We don't need that anymore, right? No. <laughs> I always thought... We'll get audited or something, but it, so I had everything. No, that stuff's going right on out there to waste yeah, management. Everything's on computer now. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Just ridiculous. I was laughing at myself so bad. Well, Paula, Bruce delightfully interrupted the first half, so what do you want to talk about yeah. the second half until somebody else delightfully interrupts? Yeah, but it was so cool because he, he went to Song of Solomon, which is where I was going to go next, but uh, we don't, should I, should I still say it? Do what you want. It is my show after all, huh? But he said, in uh, chapter 2, verse 10, he said, it says, My beloved spoke and said to me, Arise, my darling. You know, I love that word, darling. Arise, my darling, my beautiful one. I like my beautiful one, too. Come with me. See, the winter is past. The rains are over and gone. And so to me, uh, that winter, the hard time, the coldness of things are over and done. Um, you could correct me if I'm not, if that's not right, because... Next time I teach that, if I haven't been teaching it right, I'll know to correct it. The rains are over and gone. I mean, to me, kind of like the, the, the tears, and you know, it's over and gone. The flowers, it's springtime. Love is in bloom. Um, flowers appear on the earth. The season of singing has come. La, 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 la. The cooing of doves is heard in our land. The fig tree forms its early fruit. The blossoming vines spread their fragrance. Arise, come, my darling, my beautiful one, come with me. You know, it's just the time for love has come, and um, he wants, he's ready. And so I, I, I really do like that. So um, thank you, Bruce, for just setting that up for us. And so he's telling everyone who is a believer, you know, come on, hang out with me, love on me, and because uh, I want to use you. And if, if I'm with Jesus, everything is just sweeter. I mean, the, it's not such a hard life. Um, the spring has sprung, the, the, the love, the flowers. are just like, you know, those pretty commercials with all the flowers out there, and you're just 
kind of, life is good. Life is good when you're with Jesus. And uh, arise, come my darling, my beautiful one, come with me. And I just want to be, and we all need to be with Jesus. But he says, he goes on to say in verse 15, well, let me go 14. My dove in the clefts of the rock, he's calling, in the hiding places on the mountainside. Show me your face, let me hear your voice, for your voice is sweet and your face is lovely. I used to think um, that was Jesus calling me out of, you know, the scary places. No, I'm just a little bit, a little nervous, Lord. I don't, I don't know, you know. I'm hiding out because, you know, so many mean people. And, uh, you know, he says, come on, show me your face. Let me hear your voice. He wants me to pray, talk to him. And he tells me that my voice is sweet. Now, I hear my voice. You know, it's kind of, I don't think it's all that sweet, but I guess I'm saying sweet words. But he thinks my face is lovely, but he says this, catch for us the foxes, the little foxes that ruin the vineyards, are vineyards that are in bloom. So, Pastor Ron, go ahead. <laughs> Explain that. Well, there's, there's, there's always, you know, we have a saying in our house, it's always something. There's always something. So, um, th- there's, there's always something trying to ruin what God is doing. You know, it's easy, and I'll just use Bruce since he called as an example. You know, Bruce has been a treasure. Uh, here at Calvary Chapel for a very, very very long time. But truth is, we all know he married way, way, way up. (laughs) And, and, you know, there are things that happen. Problem with kids. Um, We have things that happen uh, at work. We have, we have just, just, we have uh, epidemics that break out out of nowhere. And there's all kinds of little things that can destroy the work that God is doing, the, the, the vineyard that he's planted. And so what we got to do is we got to catch those things. We got to be on guard against those things. And that's what he's saying. Catch for us the foxes, the little foxes that ruin the vineyards are vineyards that are in bloom. In other words, protect your, your relationship at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and more to the point, protect your relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's easy uh, when you get a bad doctor's report. It's easy. Um, the enemy comes along and tries to ruin. Well, if God loved you. Mm. Um, would you be sick? Mm. Um, maybe somebody in your family is hurting. You've, your heart has been broken by a, a, a child. Uh, it's easy to focus on that. You've got to stay on guard. You've got to protect against those kind of things because they will absolutely um, be used by a relentless, merciless enemy uh, to try to get your focus off Jesus. Mm-hmm. So men, we need to be like Jesus. We need to constantly be reminding uh, ourselves of of what we have with our wives and then protecting it. We're the protector. Mm-hmm. Um, um, ladies, the same thing is true for you. You got to just be sure that the little sources of irritation um, don't turn into big problems. Mm-hmm. And just always remember, Paula. One of the things that we say, I've said it uh, in these studies in Ephesians five. Um, we have to remember that we chose the one we, we married. Yeah. Um, there were things about him or about her, the reasons we chose them. And if we really get that and remember those things, then the other little things that just sort of irritate, um, they, they're kind of pushed into the background where they belong. Yeah. So that's what that is. Mm, thank you. We got Jeff holding on line one. Let's go to Jeff on line one from San Antonio. Jeff, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Is it? Is it today? It's. <laughs> I love you, Jeff. I, I heard you yesterday, or day before yesterday. 
it's time for me to go to the closet and get out my 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 Soul Train dance shoes because I, I got hands. You know it. Right you know it. Soul Train. You sound like you've been holding your. You, have, you sound like you've been holding your breath since Tuesday. Uh, oh, oh, I have. You know, I heard. You know all those cute commercials on television that we don't see anymore, and I, there's this one that I don't know why it came to my mind for you all, but you remember you remember Wrigley's Double Mint Gum. And they would go, there's two, two, two mints and one. Yeah. <laughs> whenever I think whenever I think of y'all, I think it's like, it's two, two. They two mints and one. I don't know why, but it just came out like that. <laughs> y'all, y'all are like double double mint. Yeah. We've been together we've been together fifty years, ten months and eight days today. Ooh. When people see me, they know Ron. When they see Ron, they know I'm I'm sure to be close by. So we get it. We are two minutes in one. Even the restaurant we go to, Jeff, when we walk in the door, the, the hostess, and today she was having a problem when some of the people were complaining because the wait was so long. And as soon as we walk in, Ron and Paul are here. Your table's ready. So it's just we're, we're one flesh. Yeah, in fact, I went last Friday without Ron and some of the other, not just the people who work there, but there were some other people who went there to eat who know us. Where's Ron? <laughs> like, what are you doing here without Ron? <laughs> uh, it's almost what's like up, Jeff? You know, you're surgically joined. You know, it's, it's right. Or something. Mm-hmm. We're Velcro. Right. We're Velcroed together. You're Velcroed. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. So, I don't want to get away from your your theme of of like um, the house and everything, and how. But the, here's kind of a question that falls into like you know, organization and things, you know, our God is a God of order and it's really difficult, you know, for ministry workers to, you know, to stay very organized because ministry just gets dirty. I mean, like, like in our house, I think our house is probably the size of yours and, People are calling us all the time to say, hey, we've got furniture and we've got a refrigerator. So one one time I got home and, and Veronica had some friends over to surprise me. And, and they had worked in the garage like all day. And I didn't see her car out. And I got there, pulled in, and she, she was home because I just talked to her. And she said, oh, I don't know. I'm like, what do you mean you don't know? Where's the car? And she goes open opens the garage and the car is actually in the garage and this is the first time in three years that the car has actually been in the garage. So it's it was out of the garage. It was it didn't even last forty eight hours until we had a set a washer and dryer set and a refrigerator to pick up and there was no other place to put it but pull the car out again and put it in there. And I think I'm the one that's a little type A and ha- has always liked things neater but when we committed to working in ministry i had to throw the holy spirit just had to deal with me on that and and just you got to get over that because this is blessing for others you're going to be blessing people with these with this clothing you know i think about joy of jesus where do you keep all that stuff you know not at our house (laughs) (laughs) you know jeff i've always said i it, it it amazes me that people will store their forty or fifty thousand dollar cars outside, exposed to the elements, so they can keep all their garage sale price stuff 
<laughs> in their garage, and and it just it just amazed me. We've had our car in our garage from the very beginning. Now we only have one car because I don't drive, but but we put it in the garage. Even when we had two, they both went in the garage. Yeah, but the idea is is uh, um, <laughs> you know my pastor used to say, "Blessed are the flexible, for they will not break." Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just couldn't handle the clutter and the and the the, the things need to be somewhat in order for me we've had to uh uh we rent a warehouse uh for all the joy of jesus stuff and we get a lot of use out of that warehouse i believe i I promise you this year when joy of jesus was canceled because of the pandemic um um there's a lot of stuff over there and we were able to bring people over just people from anywhere and everywhere Mm -hmm. and bless them with all kinds of things but we get hundreds, and I mean literally hundreds of bicycles donated to us uh, every year. We've got furniture that's donated to us. We get people in the church that are hurting for things, or their washers and dryers break. Mm-hmm. So that's a clothes a, galore. Clo- yeah, that's a thriving ministry. But we've we uh, we've had to lease a uh, a storage space, and I mean a big storage place in a in a warehouse area. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but uh, but that's what we do with it. But I, I can't bring all that stuff home. No, you're right, though, because um, we do. Th- in fact, the washer and dryer that we have at our house right now came from the Joy of Jesus warehouse. Um, mm. And it, it really does bless other people. But, yeah, I, in fact, I was bragging on, and I always do, uh, Ron is a neat, clean guy, and he smells good. But, yeah, it, uh, th- all that would just cause too much turmoil for us. And, and he can't yeah. even see, so he'd be tripping over and running into all of that stuff, and it just it just wouldn't work out. But different strokes, different strokes. Yeah, different but at least you can you, guys. you can you can smell when he's around the corner with that old spice and baby powder or whatever. You <laughs> Down the street as he's coming Down up the, the drive, you know, up the sidewalk. Oh, here he is! I can just go open the door. He don't have to ring the doorbell. Okay, Jeff, thanks for calling. It's getting a little too personal <laughs> for me right now. <laughs> I'm going to let you go back to your business. I'm going to go find me a cool in the gang song right now. God bless you. God bless you. Okay, Paula, change the subject, please. <laughs> I love it. Okay, here's my other thing that the Lord was telling me today. And, and it's, we just got a little, enough time probably to do this one. But be still and know that I am God. Be still, you know. Be still. Um, stop running around here and there. You know, I can get easily distracted. Um, I'm trying to do my Bible study or uh, I'm reading scripture and you can hear even with I don't have the ding because I turn that down you can still feel the bzz. I can get distracted while I'm trying to be with my lover Jesus and oh man somebody needs me right away yeah. and I have to go We th- those phones are training us like lab rats mm-hmm. and, and when that buzz goes off the first thing we do is pick it up and, and, you know, when, when you're out with people and your phones are on the table, that is so rude. Mm. It's so rude because you're ignoring the people in front of you, but these phones have got us trained and it's something that we really have to be, be careful of. Yeah. And we're all so crazy guilty. I see, you know, it used to be newspapers, you know, at the table. People were just ignoring each other because they're reading the newspaper. And then it was... Uh, with the earbuds, earbuds in their ear, you know, you, I remember walking down, I was with one of my friends and we're in the grocery store and she starts talking and I'm answering her back. No, no, no. She got the thing in her ear. She's talking to somebody who's not even in the store with us. And I just thought, hmm, 
So, yeah, we all think we're just People so talk busy. on their phones in public bathrooms. Oh, I know it. I I'm know. Just, I'm like, girl, really? Yeah. And, <laughs> what do you think of this guy you're talking to? Or this, this lady talking to you're talking to her in the bathroom. Yeah, no, but anyway. But be still but, and but know I'm God. Still. This, you know, I think too often we misunderstand. We think that means do nothing. It doesn't mean do nothing. No. It means be with Jesus. Don't take matters into your own hands. Last night's Bible study, Paula, we watched um, Jacob waste now nearly 30 years uh, manipulating, trying to control things, trying to do things, trying to do even God's thing, but on his terms. Oh, and, and the idea of being still uh, is, is surrendering your will to the will of God. It's surrendering uh, your right to try to manipulate things or to control things and simply wait for God. Being still um, involves um, um, not getting in the way of God so that you can see the hand of God move through your life. And uh, again, we, we have a tendency to be still and know that I'm God. People say that and they don't really even know what they're saying. It means be with Jesus. Mm -hmm. Let Jesus do the leading. Mm -hmm. And you take a step back and follow him. Mm -hmm. And we try to get out in front of him. We try to, to, to manipulate the way things are done. And, uh, and, and Jesus said, you know, if you want to know that I'm God, sit still with me. Yeah. And Jesus is never in a hurry. We get so impatient. Jesus is never in a hurry. And it's in those times, often, Paulo, when it feels like we're doing nothing at all. God is, is not speaking to us. There's just nothing happening. It's typically in those times when God is doing the most to grow our faith. To, to, to increase our dependence upon him. Uh, too often, we, we live in such a busy, noisy world that a few moments of silence, let alone a week of silence, drives us absolutely crazy. We've yeah. got to do something. Mm -hmm. and, and there's times, you know, just to sit down and be quiet. Be quiet, yes. And, and, and take, take yourself away from the noise of this world yes. and just connect. Yeah, be still. What he was telling me to be still is relax, and stop. You know, we sing a song, and, and two of the lines in the song is, even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. And we need to believe that, because what you said is, you know, sometimes people are praying for a long time for something to I didn't change. hear that song. Would you do it again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Handel. Uh, praying for you and Mike. Um, but yeah, even when we don't feel it or we don't see it, like nothing's happening, Lord. I've been praying for 12 years and nine months, and I don't think he's going to get saved. Where are you? Where, you know, I'm doing my part. Where are you? You know, and people can get to that place when the Lord's working the whole time, not necessarily on the person or the situation you're praying about, but on you, the prayer. Do we really trust the Lord? Can we really relax and know that he's in control on the throne? He's working all the things together for the good of those who love him to those who are called according to his purpose. And so he says, I want you to be still and remember that. And clearly, Paul, when we step out and take action, um, it's a lack of faith. God's not moving quickly enough for us. Mm -hmm. And um, remember that God's... Only project as it relates to your 
personal relationship with him mm-hmm. is you. Is n- us. And, and right. so when he works with you, mm-hmm. uh, he will work concurrently in all the things around you mm-hmm. to prepare everybody at the right time to walk together and, and serve. Yes. He says, I am God, not you. Not we you, don't like that. Yeah, not you, Paula. Your will is supposed to be subjected to mine. I don't do things your way because I know everything, God says. I know how it's going <laughs> to I know what's best for you, so why don't you just get behind me and go where I go? He said my sheep hear my <laughs> voice. They follow me when I call. Yeah. But you know, Paula, uh, uh, when, when, when people are anxious to get out ahead of the Lord, um, he just kind of stops where he is and waits for you to get back in line. Mm-hmm. That's just one of those things that, that you got to do. <laughs> well, Paula, we just turned three minutes left, so what do you That's want to do a funny picture. That's a funny picture you just painted. You know, we get out in front of Jesus, and he's just standing there you know, where he was, and he just watches us get smaller and smaller and smaller. He says, she's going to turn around any I'm minute now. She's going to look around, and things are going to be a big mess, and she's going to say, well, where is Jesus? And then you remember, oh, yeah, he, he didn't tell me to come up here. So. You know, God, God <laughs> we, we, we sometimes try to convince ourselves, God is never late, God is never late, God is never, but we forget he's never early either. Yeah. And, and his timetable is perfect, yeah. and his measuring of time is so different than ours that, that we're impatient, but he never is, because he's concerned about you, and, and you're his project. And the thing with God is he treats you like you're the only project he has, mm-hmm. but he's also powerful enough to treat everybody like they're the only project mm. that he has. Mm. So he's always working if we'll just wait for him and follow him instead of taking matters into our own hands. Like Jacob in the Bible study last night, there's going to be terrible consequences when we get into the next chapter coming this coming Wednesday. Um, there's terrible consequences because uh, he wasn't obedient. And this is a saved man. This is a broken man, but he's still struggling with that relationship, flesh versus spirit, mm-hmm. that, that we all struggle with. And when we give in to flesh, there are consequences, devastating consequences, and sometimes long-term and sometimes lifelong consequences. Yeah, when you were talking about him putting the maidservants and their children first, and then Leah and her children second, and then the favored ones, uh, you know, Rebecca and Joseph, um, man... Well, we're just a few chapters from Joseph being sold into slavery by those resentful brothers. Yeah. So, yeah, there are consequences. But that started with their parents, even. Yeah. You know, having favorites. Well, Paul, you got 30 seconds. What do you want to say? Well, you know what I want to say? Bye from the last time I was here that I forgot to say bye. (laughs) And then I'll be ready this time to say bye. Because, you know, I heard about it. Yeah. You didn't say bye to us. Yeah. So, bye. Hey. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. Thanks for listening to the Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. Lord willing, I'll be back tomorrow at 4 o'clock on AM 630, The Word. We'll see you then. See ya.